Broadcasting live from the convention center on the plain of Minneapolis, this is Tap Tap Concede. Welcome everybody to Tap Tap Concede. My name is Graham. Joining me is Kathleen. Hello. Nelson. Hi, I'm here. And Beach. I also went to the show. <laughs> Today, <laughs> we are going to be talking about Magic Con Minneapolis, which was my second Magic Con of this, uh, you know, well, second Season? Magic Con. Mad, you know, Magic Convention of this new standard of magic conventions but it was the first time for kathleen and for nelson and for beach who doesn't play magic we'll talk about more of that in a moment uh first of all a reminder of course the tap tap concede is brought to you by our friends at card kingdom please check out cardkingdom.com slash lrr for all your cardboard needs uh we love them we think they're great they do excellent customer service and very fast shipping Order yourself some stuff. Let them know. Loading, ready, run, send me a button, please. And they'll give you a little one-inch button. And right now, I think they're still on uh, a kingdom of cards because the next shipment hasn't uh, gone through production yet. But we'll get new buttons out there uh, soon. Also, the show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash loading, ready, run. Thank you very much. Uh, so we oh, are all... And yes, as... <laughs> As indicated by the fact that there is a cat screaming for attention, we're all from home because of the uh, we have our office policy of you know giving it a couple days after a convention before we go back into the office, uh, not just for COVID, but also just for anything we could have picked up from a convention away. Do you remember in the old days where you'd say, "Oh, I picked up con crud"? Yeah, yeah. and then you just go into the office and then and then give, give everyone else, else your con crud. Yeah, we're we we've we've since realized. Uh, that's maybe not. We not, don't have to live that way. In yeah. hindsight, maybe we could just like rename it Concrud 19. Like, I kind of like that. Once yeah. we feel comfortable enough that it's far enough in the past, we like think of it as Concrud 19. Yeah. I mean, we masked up at the con yeah. and stuff like that as well. Like, basically, all of us did. But at the same time, you know what? Gotta go eat. Gotta go to a restaurant, you know. Gotta and take a selfie with somebody who's come to the booth. Yeah. Yep. I mean, gotta, it's fine. Gotta pull your mask down if they ask politely, because you can't help it. I well, I mean, why well, I'd pull my mask down and just hold my breath because I'm just holding the my rictus grin of like yes. con selfie face anyhow, which is because I don't want to blink because I I want to keep things moving as quickly as possible. But if somebody wants a photo, I want to let them take a photo and I want it to be good. Yes. And it's very easy to to hold my breath for like ten seconds while I'm doing that, and then mask goes back up. But still. You know, it was I'm just weak about, to when people use good manners. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was a a whole a whole uh, weekend of uh, you know personal risk assessment. Yeah, or more than a weekend. So we went down in staggered shifts this time. Um, Nelly and Wheeler and Ben and Beach arrived uh, very late on Thursday night. Uh, James technically went, very early on Friday morning. Yes. <laughs> uh, James went down a day ahead of time to start practice and stuff for Game Nights Live. And Kathleen and I, same thing, went down on the Tuesday to do Game Nights Live prep on uh, Wednesday and Thursday. And this is, I thought, <laughs> this was very amusing to me. Um, Josh tweeted a big crew picture of everyone involved in Game Nights Live and was like, great day of rehearsal today for Game Nights. And a couple people on Twitter were like, I knew those games were scripted. And it's like, <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not that's not what we mean by rehearsal. Because if you watch the show, uh, there's so many moving parts. And so what we were rehearsing was things like Gavin and Rachel, who were announcing it. You know, it's like, when do you come out on stage? You know, then there's this, they run a trivia contest to see who gets to play first you, then you have representatives for each player and like who's gonna whoever wins the trivia contest their player gets to go first and good lord this podcast is definitely about you graham and what you're yeah. saying that's sure, what we're all paying attention I'm to sure that baxter's not being remotely distracted like, like we were away for through. six days and the cat's feeling a little emotionally fragile for anyone listening on the audio the cat has cr has climbed mount graham and yeah. is uh, oh currently beginning its descent back to base camp yeah. excellent um, but, uh, little things that you don't, that ideally a viewer shouldn't think about, like, you know, we're in the middle of doing like the tech rehearsal on stage there and it's sort of like, okay, well, hang on. Uh, cause if I'm using, this isn't me, this is like Rachel and Gavin. It's like, if I'm using the microphone for the trivia contest and I put it down here on this table, it needs to get over to that table. So who's going to move it? Someone has to be in this position at this point. Just lots of like really small things that 
no one should ideally have to care about, certainly when you're watching, but that we all need to know about going through it. Mm -hmm. And then if you did see the show, uh, there was there was entrances. <laughs> we got to do entrances and they had they hired dancers uh, from a local dance troupe. And there was eight of them. And they had a quick change because it was four people would come out with Josh for his entrance and then they would run backstage and change and four people would come out with Kathleen for her entrance and they'd run and change. And then Josh's dancers would having changed would come out with Jimmy and then Kathleen's dancers having changed would come out with me. So if because the whole thing was the interplanar games like the Olympics mm -hmm. representing different planes. And so, for example, one one group of four dancers had jumpsuits for the plane of Tarkir which was my plane, over which they were wearing jumpsuits for Eldraine, which was Kathleen's plane, over which they were wearing their Eldraine costumes, which was like a tabard and a knitted hat and beard, making them look like a band of dwarves. And so hot. And so they did the thing and they ran back and ripping off one layer and they're running around. So we ran, we rehearsed that like, God, 20 something times on Thursday. Yeah, because we also had to like time it out to the music and like there was going to be dance moves and stuff like that. And like we had to hit a spot, right? I had a whole thing. I reacted to the narration and stuff like that. So, you know, I had to know where we were going to be when we were going to do that. I mean, we also did play the decks because you can't stop at a game that's on a stage, like in the middle of it and be like... What does that card do again? Yeah, right? We got we got to know our decks. Yeah. Got, yeah. But uh, the game itself un unscripted couldn't possibly be scripted too because again there's that trivia contest for who goes first. We're bringing people up on stage to make gameplay decisions for us and yep. as we know that is unpredictable. Yes, and then we had the plane chase deck. Oh my god. So, I don't know, you guys could have had plants. <laughs> <laughs> don't put that mojo out there now people are going to be saying that we planted the people in the audience you could have had, realistically you know, i just picked... giant inflatable dice yeah <laughs> we could weighted giant inflatable dice <laughs> the funny thing is after all the after all the rehearsal of the entrances and everything so nervous uh backstage to be like okay here we go got to make sure we get this right got to you know got to hit the cues and everything and all that, doing all this stuff and making sure that that's all correct. That when we finally sit down and pick up our hand, it's like, Oh hell, I have to play commander now. <laughs> oh, right. Because I wasn't thinking at all about playing the actual game, but uh, it's a, uh, it's a unique experience playing a game of commander in front of you know, hundreds of screaming people. Yeah. Some, some of which are screaming for you and most of which are screaming against you. Shout out to Tarkir, the Tarkir section, because they were loud. Tarkir game Tarkir came to effing party. <laughs> but they were they were good sports too. They were. They yeah. were. So uh spoilers. Oh, we're gonna put spoilers in the front of the video too, like on the YouTube description. But yeah. if you missed that, spoiler, 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 spoilers. If you want to watch the replay when it goes up on the Command Zones YouTube channel in like a, a week or two. Which we highly recommend. Yes. Spoilers, if you want to watch that without knowing how what happens in the game, stop watching this. Thank you, Baxter. But the end result was uh, pretty amazing. Hey! <laughs> if, you if you happen to have muted because you thought, I'll just wait until they're done talking about it, well, you've been spoiled. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good kind of spoiler, though. This is, this is solid actual metal, too. It's really heavy. Uh, yeah, Kathleen. Uh, Kathleen mm, took the, the game down ASMR. in grand fashion. By the way, I felt okay. So at the end, I uh, everyone's life totals were very low. Jimmy was at like three, yeah. uh, and Josh was at like six, and I was at nine. And uh, I had been holding a Rakdos charm for turns and turns and turns and turns because there was a lot of card draw and card discard happening but i kept the rakdos charm because i figured everyone I, everyone else had more creatures and was doing more stuff than me because i had fallen a bit behind so i was going to be casting it in the third mode which is each creature deals one damage to its controller uh and i had that and a tybalt's trickery in hand to try and protect it because of josh josh's commander was the dalkinori on a stick so he had like infinite cards at infinite discount essentially i love that Nobody, nobody watching got to see that, but nope. I love that you had the counter spell back up. I pitched so many better cards. I held, I held these two, but I, I got rid of original Torbran. I ditched Embercleave. I ditched, I ditched Disruptus Decorum. I, but the, I was like, these cards are 
are important. Also, I was a little bit hamped, cramped on mana, and they're yeah. cheap. They're cheap. People are like, why aren't you eating your food? It's like, because I can't cast a spell if I eat my food, right? That, anyhow. So we got, uh, so, uh, I, I, so, you know, the life totals are really low. I've got no board. Josh is absolutely going to win next turn. So I go, Rakdos Charm, third mode. And Josh looks at me and he goes, oh, no. And it was, as Graham said. It was the, it was the most genuine oh, no from Josh. Like, it was obviously when we're doing that, you know, we're playing to the audience. You know, we're, uh, you know, we're amplifying things this was not theatrics this was josh legitimately like oh no like <laughs> yeah like i was, was gonna win this good. and now i am absolutely not going to win uh so that was uh i felt genuinely bad it was like that <laughs> simpsons meme where you can see the part where his heart breaks because <laughs> josh hasn't won a game nights live yet not and yet. it looked like he was gonna win this it, one it did uh so <laughs> yeah really so then sport. Yeah, uh, but because Josh had like a howling line out and whatever that other thing was that meant that we skipped our discard, that we got to draw an extra card. Yeah. but we had to discard. I don't know. I was drawing three cards a turn at that point, and the card I ripped in my last draw three at that last turn was Rankle Master of Pranks. So the Rakdos Charm Charm took out uh, Josh, took Jimmy to two. And then I was like deep in the tank trying to figure out how I could survive my next turn. And I forgot to see that Josh didn't have any flying blockers and was tapped out. Or Jimmy. Or Yes, Jimmy Jimmy couldn't do anything about it. So I was like, oh, wait, you're tapped out? <laughs> Wrinkle Master of Pranks! Uh, Great was... cheering from the Eldraine section. And then, yeah, so now we have a new thing that's going to go up on the Loading Ready Run set once the replay goes live. Because I don't want to spoil it for Other too many people. people. Yeah. Oh, boy. And that was like, after that was when <laughs> Magic on Minneapolis could even really begin for us. Yes. Uh, it was, yeah. I was a little stressed about that. I may have had a nightmare the night before where I forgot how to play Magic on stage. Uh, <laughs> 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 it was a lot. I just wanted to do a good job and to play well and to win, obviously, because now my deck gets to go to Vegas at the Grand Championships. Mm -hmm. So that's very fun. And that's that's very particular wording. Uh, Just the your deck. deck. Just the your deck, deck goes to Vegas. They haven't announced... We have no idea. Yep. They haven't announced uh, who's going to be necessarily playing the decks. You can be It can be assumed that Josh and Jimmy will be there, and then two other people representing the decks that win Game Nights Live at... Vegas, Philly, uh, Minneapolis, and Barcelona. Yeah. Mm. Now, the reason they say the decks is because we don't know how the games are going to turn out, and it is very possible that in Barcelona, when they play another game, maybe Josh wins, maybe Jimmy wins again. And so if Jimmy has two decks winning, how he can't play both of his decks, right? You have to assume that there is very possible that somebody wins multiple times. Right. So, yeah. anyhow, I am very proud. I'm very happy. Go Team Eldrain. R.I.P. Tarkir. The Bears were the Bears had a lot of fun though. That's okay. It was uh I've I told this I <laughs> I told this story to anybody who would listen. Um but because uh, we'll talk about the rest of the Magic Con shortly, obviously. But um because Jimmy killed me with a flyer because my deck is very, very, very weak to flyers. Um Jorael Of Zelfir? Is that the epithet? No, it's Jorael. She turns lands into flyers. And Jimmy hit me for like twenty-four points of damage over the course of the game with this with this card. Yeah. Um and uh that's the yeah, Jariel voice itself here. At the beginning of combat on your turn, up to one target land you control becomes an XX green and blue bird with flying and haste, where X is the number of cards in your hand. So yeah, and thanks to Josh's deck, Jimmy had so many cards in hand that it was just like ow. Mm. Uh I had four bears in play one of whom was Ayula, queen among bears. And the other one was Surak and Goreclaw, which uh, Ayula either puts counters on the bear or makes bears fight. And Surak and Goreclaw puts a counter on a non-token thing and gives them haste, and all of your creatures have trample. So the plan was untap, cast Nykthos, or sorry, play Nykthos, generate 13 mana, play the two more bears I had in hand, all of which were drawing multiple cards from... Beast Whisperer and the Great Henge and Tribute to the World Tree and Guardian Project. Uh, 
then We're cast drawing four cards every time you cast a bear. Yeah, it was really silly. Uh, then cast Kindred Summons, which was open information that everyone had seen me cast. So put six more bears into play, every one of them triggering Ayula and knocking off blockers. And then everything is also huge from uh, the Great Henge and Serac and Goraclaw and Tribute to the World Tree and Ayula. And so they're all, all just massive and trample in haste. And that probably would have would have uh it would have literally killed everybody else it would have potentially been... i don't know what josh had but clearly if he had a counter spell he would have survived so you absolutely would have been able to kill me and jimmy maybe he did cast a white sun's twilight so if he'd had that in hand at that point oh that was turns later that he had yeah, the white sun's twilight yeah. the point being the point it... being jimmy was correct to kill me yes because <laughs> you probably that would have been a very short game if he hadn't to be honest with you yeah man it, white sun's twilight with flash terrifying yeah. So in case you're wondering, in case uh, Graham was playing Bear Force 2, yeah. I was not playing Slimefoot and Squee from my recent victory on game nights. I am now back-to-back beating yeah. Graham, Jimmy, and John. <laughs> wow. Which is funny because I cannot win an EDSC to save my life. Apparently, if we record anything at the moon base, I will lose or not draw land. Uh, but I was uh, my commander was Ranklin Torbran, who uh, had, are really uh, um, terrifying, terrifying and disgusting. But you know we're well policed up by everybody else, not letting them ever hit anything. Yeah. Um, otherwise, I would have definitely been doing a lot of work. Uh, my my deck mostly killed people with a single witty roastmaster. Mm -hmm. Before uh, we move on from game nights, can you yeah. just tell us a little bit about the experience of wearing your costumes? Oh man, I saw. <laughs> On our internal Slack, Nelson posted a picture from uh, the it's from airplane, airplane right? right? Yeah, yeah, with the guy just sweating profusely. So the because we had a I had a tracksuit. Uh, Lady Danger from Game Nights from the Command Zone made all these costumes, and they're all amazing. Um, she put all of this together, and uh, or if not made them, then like arranged for their creation. Uh, and so I had a tracksuit for Tarkir, and then on top of that, I had this like bear jacket so it's like brown fur with things that can flop at the end of the sleeves they can flop over your hands and have claws and then the hood hood as it were also is like a top half of a giant bear head so it was this amazing looking thing that did not breathe mm. <laughs> and so uh on the day it was actually okay um but doing 20 20 run-throughs in a row and they were like you don't have to wear the bear suit for this and i'm like i think i do because i need to know how it's going to move and how i'm going to move it and because i was like shrugging the hood on and off and it was like important to practice that so i was fucking dying on thursday great i'm going method in rehearsal yeah and then for the actual for the actual thing i was backstage and it was like uh i think it was halfway through jimmy's entrance the one before mine that i was like okay now i'm putting it on <laughs> like I, I waited till the last feasible you're moment. quick changing with your dancers yeah. basically yeah. yeah and that looked like uh, a really thick heavy suit as well yeah, that you were it, wearing it yeah. looked thick yeah. well didn't you have instead of a tracksuit on the day didn't you have like that new nice hoodie like the like magic 30 or whatever like magic con hoodie Oh no! I traded. I mean, oh, okay. All right. No, I traded backstage. I just knew you had like I could fresher. see from the back of the audience. It's like you've got a full set of clothes on. And oh yeah, this yeah. like Grim bear suit. Yes. Yeah. No, it was well, really not in the warm. bear. They did have some little towels for us to like dab sweat off my brow, which and was nice. And I think they brought out a fan like partway through. Yeah, and that it got cooler on stage. They actually they um they uh, we used the because the pro tour was next door at. MagicCon, and so they sent us back to the Pro Tour hair and makeup lady, uh -huh. who's been doing it for like seven years, uh, and so she put like um, setting powder and like she put something on my face to make me not look quite so damp on the cameras, which I really appreciated. Um, so yeah, that was. It was uh, honestly like I I'm not a sweaty person, mm -hmm. but it was a little bit stressful. I had a tracksuit as well, but mine had sequins. Yours looked very, amazing very too. Fancy. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but I had a T-shirt underneath, and at the end, I was like, "All right, lady, where do you want this T-shirt?" She's like, "No, you can keep it." I was like, "Good, because it's wet." <laughs> 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 like if I had thrown it at her, it would have made a splut noise. Oh. Say that. <laughs> I mean, it was very stressful. Yeah. I wanted to win. Yeah. They let us keep the costumes though. Oh, nice. So that's amazing. 
Did you? Had, did yours also have a battery pack, Kathleen, or like a like I you had, had a sequin shirt, and then you also had like I had wings. Up, I yeah. had light up like uh, an iridescent like wing cape thing with yeah. like that I had to check full extension on because if I had fully extended it while I was going down the aisle, I definitely would have hit someone in the face. Yeah. And Jordan from Command Zone did say I could hit one person as long as they were over eighteen, <laughs> uh, and insurance would cover it. <laughs> All right. But I opted not to test that theory, <laughs> so I went down the aisle sideways and just did the big maneuvers when I when I came out. I looked as elegant as I could, and although one of the dancers did look at me when I was sort of rehearsing my moves, saying I was giving her big Elaine Bennis from Seinfeld vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to your face? Yes. <laughs> They're she already getting paid. Nice yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> She's already cashed her check, right? Mm, as a compliment. As yeah. a compliment. You know, oh, it's funny. Oh. Oh. I, I mean, I will say my biggest influence for my the dance moves I developed was Ministry of Silly Walks. So. Nice. <laughs> dance moves. When uh. when game night started, because I was over at the booth. Where was I, Beach? I was at the booth. Um, the I could hear everything kind of going on. I was like, okay, things are happening, things are happening. And then all of a sudden, uh, I'm standing there just like helping somebody else. And I'm like... By God, that's Graham Stark's music. Because I knew immediately when I heard it, I was like, Graham is doing some sort of wrestling uh, intro on whatever is happening right now. And I turned and looked at the screen. I'm like, yep, that's what's yeah. going on. Yeah, Graham, yeah. Graham's, Graham's entrance had big wrestling entrance vibes, which was great. It was perfect. Uh, it also had a person in a bear suit. I just thought I want to say you should watch the replay on YouTube when it goes live because we're not really doing it justice with the description. Yeah. So uh, MagicCon... The rest of it, though, uh, I should mention because we mentioned this last time that we did a post MagicCon podcast that we were we were invited by Wizards. We were uh, there by their uh, by their graces monetarily, so they paid for uh, our transport and accommodations uh, and a small uh, fee for just to be there. Uh, so I want to make that clear to everyone uh, watching. Uh, they did. Um, I was pleased to notice they did reduce the actual like ticket price uh for this one over philadelphia mm. which i think is good because uh that's something that we raised last time like i still think it's like again you're still like charging people money to come into a convention where the only thing to do in the convention is spend money uh unless you're just looking for commander pickup games like mm. all the tournaments and everything cost extra amounts there's lots of stuff to buy and people to see and all that i was amazed actually how many people asked us hi baxter i appreciate your input um how many Baxter. how many people asked us you know like how much do you charge for uh, autographs autographs or how much how much for a selfie or whatever which for us by the way is not um, yeah it's different for the artists because in, in artist alley you know like they're they're charging for signatures because that's how they make money that's how it's worth it for them to come out here um but we're there we're there to to meet people and to hang out and to say hi and so you know, they were like, oh, it's free? Then yes, please do sign my playmat. And we were like, yes, absolutely. We'd be happy to sign your playmat. I did have that question from somebody at the booth, and I had to explain him, like, look, when you go to, like, a Comic-Con and, like, Shatner is there, and he's charging $300 a signature, that's because if he didn't, the line would be a mile and a half long. That's yeah. why people charge for signatures is because they need to keep the line short so they don't blow out their hand for the weekend. Yeah. Whereas that's not... I mean, although on Sunday we had a signing that was, we'd sort of penciled it in for like 90 minutes and it was over two hours before that we, before the line cleared through. We appreciate is, your enthusiasm. It's amazing. We love it. Thank yeah, you so please, much. Please tell wizards how much you like us and you want us to come back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it also made it easier to, you know, make the signing make sense because people were like buying the playmats from us to sign. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we were selling stuff. So. Yeah, I did not feel bad yeah. about that at all. Yeah, exactly. Happy so Nelly. You've been to like, I mean, for originally GPs and then Magic Fests for that mm -hmm. period of time where that was the thing, and now this, you know, the Magic Con. This was your first Magic Con. Uh, how the how did uh, how did it hit you? What's what was it like for you? This one was great. I was talking with some of the staff and uh, judges, and it seems like everyone agrees that Minneapolis went over um, really well. I'm sure there's still a few things to iron out, but apparently, you know, the first one, Vegas, is like there were some sort of major overarching challenges and like maybe a lack of understanding between the various uh main organizations that are mm -hmm. running it i think it's like pastimes read pop and yeah and wizards Watsi. Yeah. yeah and then in philly it was like okay that's that's smoothed out now we've got more like kind of 
Grand Prix and Magic Fest level regular administration challenges that we're smoothing out because it's still like every all those things that we mentioned before, like whenever I've been to a Magic Fest or a Grand Prix, there's usually like one thing at least where it's like, oh, this line was always too long or like this aspect of the con wasn't communicated clearly until like the last day and people were like wasting some time doing something. There was some some hiccup that, you know, made the whole engine kind of clunk. But uh by this one so this is only the third one of these magic cons it seemed like i didn't talk to anyone who had any particular like strong complaint yeah and my experience was like incredibly smooth and also yeah i'm like i'm like four of these magic cons in general there's so much to do i guess the problem now is that like you've really just got to pick what you're gonna how you're gonna go through your three days because you know i mean you don't have a choice if you're in the pro tour maybe because that's happening next door and then in the main event there's like all these like um, dealers and artists you could see you could watch the entertainment or panels that are happening and then there's a whole schedule of events so it's like this uh, versus like a magic fest or a grand prix or the side events of a pro tour i've also been to those or like magic at packs like this event just had everything it was like yeah. anything that you have done at a previous magic event was at this con and it also ran really smooth so those two things together really surprised me yeah i was i mean <laughs> yeah. i wasn't at Magic 30 in Vegas, I was at Philly, and even just from Philly to here, this seemed a lot more smooth, and talking to like the the judges or the people running tournaments or other vendors, and of course, most importantly, the attendees, people were like, no, this is, this is a, this is, there's no complaints, this is a much more smooth experience than, uh, than even Philadelphia was. Uh, the layout for this one was, it's kind of cool, the Philadelphia, or sorry, the Minneapolis Convention Center has basically four giant halls. And so they had one air walled off, and that was the Pro Tour and an enormous free play area. It was just, there's tables, you can go play games. It's open season, go for it. Uh, and then the other halls were uh, the main stage and part of the dealer floor. And then, and, and, they, and this was all just open. Then the dealer floor and the, sh and the magic show store that also had the artist alley that sort of transitioned into uh, the command zone area, which is was not separately ticketed this time. I think this is a great, great change that they made over Philadelphia is that you did not have to pay extra to go into the command zone, which is a place to play commander and they have judges there to run it. And it's a thing where you can just like get like a sign that says like looking for group. We're looking for a casual game. We're looking for a competitive game. We're looking for this kind of game. And you can like set yourself down at a table and be like, I'm looking for a pod. And people can come and be like, yeah, I want to play that. And I'm so glad that, that was not a separate ticket this time. Uh, and then the whole rest of it was just a giant tournament area. Um, but you're right, because, you know, if you do a tournament like a sealed event or something, you know, that's like potentially four hours. Right. Yeah. Of maybe your weekend. more. Yeah. And yeah, maybe more. I mean, Gavin's like the there were PTQs that went the whole day, right? They had like nine round PTQs happening. All yeah, around, I think mm -hmm. maybe all three days. Yeah. In that the only complaint yeah. I heard and I heard this one frequently about the events was that the Lur Chaos event sold out almost immediately. And a lot of people who wanted to play did not get to play. And we told we said, we're really sorry. Please pass your feedback on to the organizers that you wanted to do this event and couldn't because i believe the lair chaos event which we did which was very cool sold out like it was it wasn't super big so it sold out like like the day tickets went on sale or something yeah by the ridiculous. nature of the event it had a it, it had a cap that it had to be capped at um uh so you know if uh if you want to pass that in feedback on uh that you liked it and you wished you could participate and want to see more of it then that that'd be good for us, and yeah. maybe in maybe in future we'll get to maybe run more than one of them, like on two 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 separate days or something. Yeah. Does and more the... players necessarily mean a longer event, though? No, nope. no. Nope. Nope. Oh, good. Uh, yeah. What we did is how it worked was you got it was chaos sealed. It was a chaos no. draft. Sorry. It was like chaos sealed. Yes. <laughs> it was chaos mega draft. I've never heard of mega draft before this weekend. Yeah. But it was a draft with six packs. Which was so many cards. So much and drafting. They yeah. split everyone up into tables of 18. And then one of us was at each of those tables. And then the way it worked is uh, instead of a normal one where your pod is eight, this time the table, the entire table of 18 was the pod. So you open a pack, you pick a card from it, and then you never see it again. Uh. Uh, and so we did that, you know, left, right, left, right, left, right. Yeah. <laughs> Six packs. Uh, it, was, it was just. 
madness. The um, yeah, water signals yeah. not not available in this format. I appreciate that the tournament organizer. I think they put together a a nice selection of packs. Basically, each uh, bundle of six boosters was four uh, sets from sort of recent standards. So you know, March of the Machine, New Phyrexia, or Phyrexia All Be One. Um, uh, Midnight Hunt, Crimson Vow, that yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, one pack of Mystery Booster Convention Edition, and then one pack of sort of older stuff. So like Ixalan, Dominaria. I saw a pack of Gate Crash going around. Mm-hmm. You know, I had, I had mine was Theros Beyond Death. Oh yeah, I had Adventures in the Forgotten Realms. Oh okay, sweet. so like Pioneer sets, you know, like yeah. not not really. I didn't have any really really old packs, but no, no that, that's fine. Honestly, that's probably better for like power level because when you mix in some of those old packs, like the mechanics can be kind of parasitic, mm-hmm. and uh, they don't really play well with some of the newer cards. And it's like if that's you know. And, like, in the Mystery Booster Convention Edition, you could get some very old cards, right? I, because they were all just random. I had instances where it's like, all right, so you have one poison counter, I have three energy and, oh. and an experience counter. And, <laughs> like, it was very, very strange. Uh, and then it's just we played within the pods, within those 18, sorry, flights, they called them. We played within those 18-player flights. Uh, and so I got to, uh, you know, it it worked really well for us to, like, mingle with folks right because it's like sure you're only playing one-on-one with one person but like during the draft there's people all around you uh and then while you're playing there's people to you know there's other matches to either side of you so i mean i don't know how flight two kathleen or flight three nelson went but uh you know we were we were doing a lot of banter and uh over in flight one yeah flight flight two was having a good time down at our end of the table uh Good. And uh, and yeah, it was really fun. I went one and two. Uh, my one one, my one win came from round three, where my opponent was playing a mill deck, uh, the natural enemy, uh, or or which was very weak to me, who was playing a sixty card deck because I didn't feel like making cuts. So unfortunately, my opponent had a really hard time milling me out. Uh, I was also running a 60 card Did deck. Did we all play 60 cards? Did you play 60 as well? Ben Ulmer played 60 cards just because he also didn't feel like making cuts, and I drafted Yorion. So that's, <laughs> the, that's the funny thing is I was like, so I have a 60 card deck, and they'd be like, ah, Yorion? I'm like, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> my excuse was that I opened the uh, Mystery Booster playtest card, Witty Demon, which is just a great card on its own. It's one black black for a 4-3 flyer. Um, when it enters the battlefield, it deals four damage to you unless your deck has 13 more cards than the starting required minimum, in which case when it enters the battlefield, you tutor. So I was like, I was like, Oh, so I want to play a 53 card deck for this. What if I just play 60? Then I don't have to make any cuts and I don't have to think as hard. Yeah. My thought was like, I was working on cuts and I realized if I played a 60 card deck, I could just add back three cards. Yeah, and then I was done deck building, and I could start. I could start fighting. I love that Witty Demon is the art for it. He's like <laughs> doing stand up. Yeah, here till Friday. Thank you, waiters. Yeah, exactly. I, sorry. I I just realized I got confused. I did play. The rest of you all played sixty cards, and James probably played forty cards. I played forty cards, and I opened Yorion in Gavin's unknown event later. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I actually did play forty cards. I also went two and one. I want to give a shout out to my whole my whole flight. Flight three, we weren't quite done first. I think maybe your group was done first, Kathleen. But uh, but they did draft quite quickly. Uh, everyone was doing a really good job of drafting, and I lost in the first round to I think Keegan on Boros Aggro with uh, an equipment theme, and his deck just flew out of the gates. Just like kept putting stuff down in the first three turns and getting synergy out of the equipment, and had too many flyers for me, and I got rolled over. I want to oh. give a shout out to uh, one of the 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 head judge for the event, Carter, um, because one of the registered uh folks showed up late uh and carter was like well ordinarily i just got to say sorry and give you the packs and you don't get to play but this isn't an ordinary event so hold on a moment and he came over to me and he was like i got a question for you (laughs) this 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 person arrived late and you've already drafted two packs uh 
what should we do? And I was like, oh, I think we should let him play. And Carter was like, yes, let chaos reign. <laughs> so what, what, what we did is we were like, all right, look, we're two packs deep. So the table, without your input, new person who just arrived, the table is going to pick two of your six packs and those you just have to open and you get all 15 cards from those packs. And then you join the draft for the remaining four packs. So we picked it was uh I think it was Mystery Booster and um oh it was it was uh like was it the was old it, one? I don't know. Was it like maybe was it excellent? No, it was uh, Streets of New Capenna. We're like, there you go. Have I mean have those. That's good because they could get some good fixing and potentially SNC. Yeah. But uh, so it was like, yeah, come on, sit down. You're in the draft now. Let's go. Which was great. It was just, you know. It was chaos. Yeah. It was honestly a very fun, like I did not do well, but I had a lot of fun. It was really fun to draft and it was really fun to play because the decks were wild. My second opponent had two just counter spells. Oh, just counter spell. Just blue, blue counter spell, which was honestly soul crushing mm. but it, i had to respect their deck building prowess because uh they they put together a really good white blue like control deck so i was just kind of playing like salty good stuff uh you know with a not disciplined deck build but it worked out at, I, we had a really good time honestly yeah i uh i went 3-0 so uh come to the loading ready run event <laughs> let me fight you i had used up well all done. of my winning or previously on uh on on game, game nights. nights yeah so i was due for due for some poor choices and bad luck uh so beige yes you don't play magic the gathering i don't know despite being a level five super judge famously i don't have time to actually play a game because i'm spending too much time actually learning all the mechanics and you know, delegating a lot of my time to, you know, um, to my custom format, Beach Lander. Of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, what, uh, what, what, what were you doing at the Magic Con? The booth. Yeah. That was my, that was my raison d'etre is, uh, and I, and in retrospect, like learning a lot from actually uh, being there this weekend to see how things go down as well. Um, because I should have come out when James came out, mm. which would have been like, uh, uh, before, but I wanted to fly out with everybody else because I'm like, well, I'm booking these flights. I should probably take the flights with the with the rest of the crew, and uh, because if they have to suffer, then so should I. Yeah, so. Beach. What was our flight schedule again? <laughs> so we flew Alaska Airlines, and Alaska Airlines can only get from Victoria to Minneapolis if you fly out at at two o'clock in the afternoon and then have a four hour layover in Seattle. Or when you fly home, you can only get home if you fly out at 7 a.m. from Minneapolis and have oh. another four-hour layover in four Seattle. Hours. But then you get home at 1 o'clock. Yeah, the times that we were in Victoria at the airport were great. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the Benz and I all didn't mind that we got into our hotel at 1 in the morning or 2 in the morning or whenever it was. But then the fact that we had to have like an 8.30 meeting back at the booth the next morning was pretty rough. Yeah, it sucked. It sucked very hard, um, but you know, but I did it with you guys because I felt like it was also important that I be a part of that too. But um, in retrospect, yeah, I should have come out a day early so that I could have uh, set up the booth because we relied upon James to set up the booth in this case, yeah. and then I could have also gone over all of the logistics uh, stuff that we would have had to have done with um, the crews in Minneapolis with the the people who run the event center and all that. Yeah, I mean- uh, and it was it was good though. Good. I, I will say that Graham and I came out early, but it's just Minneapolis to Victoria is, to Minneapolis is not a great route yeah. because Graham and I had to go from Victoria to Calgary, from Calgary to Salt Lake City, and then from Salt Lake City to Minneapolis, which so it took literally all day. We let we our flights left at 10 a.m. and we got in at like 10 p.m. Yeah. Right. The coming back. This is interesting. James and we two. We're on the same flight out of Minneapolis, which mm-hmm. left at a more human time of like 10 a.m. Uh, from there to Vancouver. And then, of course, we had the flight from Vancouver. This is very granular for everybody listening. How's it going? Uh, then we but had you the flight. understand that if you live on an island like we do, that it's v- this is very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Victoria LRR fans. What up? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, then it was the flight from uh, Vancouver to Victoria. We had like a two hour, two and a half hour layover in Vancouver. 
uh, James was on a different Vancouver Victoria flight that was like four or five hours on the ground in Vancouver. Jesus. And he tried to get on our flight and they were no help. So he was like, all right, F this. I'm taking the ferry. Yeah. And I'll race you. <laughs> so we did Winner buys ice cream. Yeah, we do. I was like, what? I was like, what do you can, what's the finish line? How do you like, what it's like city limits? What do we do? And he, I don't know where he got this from. He's like, take a picture of the whole food sign. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. On the highway, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like Sandwich Victoria border or whatever. Yeah. So he got off the plane. Uh, and just like got a cab to the ferry terminal. I think he was able to get like the one and our flight left at two 30. Right. Uh, and uh, oh. we also had to wait for normally we only do carry on, but we had a box of among other things, a bear costume mm. <laughs> and some snacks that lovely people had brought us and things to go back to the moon base and stuff. So we had, we had an extra, uh, we had an extra piece of luggage, but so we, waited in the Vancouver airport very randomly at the Stanley park grill ran into uh Takahata one Oh one. No shit. Wow. No, we were sitting there eating and then we sat down and Graham's like, look at that. And he had headphones and was watching something on his phone. So we noticed and he didn't. So Graham texted him. What did you say? The back of his head. I said, I said, uh, assuming this is still your phone number, look to your left. And the expression on his face, because he's watching like Family Guy or something on his phone, and I see the notification come in, and he's like, Yeah! <laughs> Soundtrack from Scream starts yeah. up in the background of his great. mind. Yeah. This was this was his first convention and or his first travel in like four years or something. Yeah. He was doing some stuff with Team Four Star. So nice. We caught up. That was that was lots of fun. Uh then we get on the plane and uh fly over and land and you'll know again if you're local that a 1 p.m ferry should dock around uh 240 and then i don't know how he was getting back into town it looked like he was in the car it didn't look like he took the bus anyway it was like 319 he texted me a picture of the of the whole food sign and i wasn't able to respond with my picture until 340 so it was about 20 minutes that he managed to beat us back into town but if he had taken public transit oh, oh yeah no no chance no way we would have won yeah yeah but now you know that mean that that it's like there is a well i mean he had, he took a terrible risk because he could have missed the ferry by like 10 minutes or something and then that would have been it you would have won yeah, yeah. well but it was even still... if he missed that ferry he probably would have still beaten his plane that he was on though oh yeah oh so yeah so, absolutely so good calculated move chance yeah, yeah. <laughs> smart play <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, we were talking about sorry, the booth. Briefly. You were talking about yeah. the booth. Yeah. So uh, MagicCon very yeah. kindly provided us with a booth. Again, thank you for that because it allowed us not only a place to sell stuff, but a place to arrange for like assigning and things. And beads. you were basically there the whole weekend. Yeah. And which was good for me. And I had people, I had so many people ask me, they're like, why are you like this? Is this, does this suck for you? Like, is this bad? Like, why aren't you, you're stuck at the booth. Like that constantly hearing like you're slaving away at the booth. You're stuck at the booth. They put you here. And I'm kind of like, no, this is my job. Like, this is, like, literally me being here, what would I do? <laughs> like, where would I go? The best answer I had is, is well, you'd run, you'd run Beachlander. And I'm like, well, that's a question for a future Magic Con, obviously. That's not for this one. But, but I, um... It, it worked out well to have you chained to the booth, because the thing is, the rest of us who did play Magic, if we had to run the booth, yeah. then we wouldn't have been able to play in the events that we were playing in and stuff like that. And we wouldn't have got... We, we, I played literally as much Magic as I could cram in. Yeah. Like, I was playing Lobby Con Magic, like, after hours and stuff like that. But, like, you know, we were busy. So we would have, like, if we had the booth responsibilities, I would have done the events I was obligated to be in, and that would have been it. So, yeah. like, that would have been great. There's there's a whole there's a whole thing of being able to just be there and operate that and act as kind of this hub for people to come back to and drop your stuff off and and have that kind of that more convenience built in uh, to have a place where it's like because Nelly you and James and Ben would show up at the booth and then all of a sudden there'd be a lineup of about ten people who want signatures and so then you would do that and then uh, and I mean. It it was a very I liked that as a means of because we had two big tables. So it's like I kind of just camp my one table. The other table was full of play mats, which was great because it meant you guys had a place to always show up and sign because there's, you know, a very flat surface to work on. And yeah, I mean, other than a few logistical problems involving taking cards, which we could not do, 
uh, or having to uh, figure out how we're going to get stuff uh, moved out. Uh, we had a lot of help from the from the locals at Fern. They're the they're the logistics people operating the event. Uh, they were very helpful and and helped me uh, get through that problem of okay, how do we actually get our stuff out of here? Because every other exhibitor, as I found out, I talked to all of the exhibitors. No, I didn't. I, oh, that's a lie. I talked to a lot of the exhibitors, and they're all like, "Oh, we're just going to throw our stuff in the back of the van and drive it back to Madison." And I'm like, like that kind of thing where it's like, "Oh, we have like a, we have a thing already lined up. We're going taking it all back to the B and B, and we're going to worry about it tomorrow." And I'm like. I hate everything because none of you have the same problem I have where I'm getting on a plane at ass o'clock in the morning and I can't go to the business center because it's closed now and it'll be closed then by the time I leave. So Fern was very helpful and, and helped us get all our stuff out and, and, uh, and some good union people. And I applaud them for the work they did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you get enough breaks? Cause I know like you mentioned like James or I, or like everybody was coming by to the booth to like touch in with or touch base with you and, and maybe drop stuff off or grab something. But the secret is, is to only eat food that will keep you from having to use the washroom for the entire day. And that's what I did. So I was, uh, yeah, I just so you were constipated and dry. I had a natural bolus. <laughs> <laughs> you just saw on the TikTok engagement diet of too much cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I had to breakfast every morning was a bunch of like uh, cinnamon rolls and and uh, and breads. And I'm like, if I just have those, that will be fine. So each the fruit was right next to those oh, I things. Had, I had the fruit, but I made sure I had more breads than fruit so that it wouldn't uh, counteract it. Oh, I went more fruit than bread. Clearly, I was doing it wrong. <laughs> I made sure to intentionally stop drinking like 20 minutes before uh, drinking water, 20 minutes before the game nights live, because yeah. I was like. I've done this before where I sit down at a panel at a convention and there's the water that's provided and I just slam it because I'm talking. And then halfway through the panel, I have to like run to the bathroom really awkwardly. And I didn't want to do that in the middle of the commander game. So, and they had a bottle of water beside, beside our chairs. And I had to be like, don't open it. Don't Mm -hmm. open it, Graham. (laughs) Don't do it. Cause if I had, it would have been like, "Uh, excuse me, Josh, I need to run to the bathroom. And, and which didn't happen, thankfully. That's good. But, uh, yeah. It wasn't like I was without breaks, like, or, or rather, it wasn't like I was without wasn't without opportunities to take breaks because yeah. James would come by every so often, and the other guys would come by and be like, "Do you need to go do a thing?" And I'm like, "Funnily, no. Actually, go back and do your thing, or stick around here and do your thing." And and that was that was very appealing. I had a lot of fun uh, selling to people good. and meeting people. And I mean, people are like, are you having a good time? I'm like, yeah, I'm getting to see product leave the store. You have no idea what kind of a good time that is for me. <laughs> I had a great time with all the, just everyone that we met, everyone who came by, some people, um, stopped us just walking through and we're like, Hey, real quick, I'm running to a thing. Can I get you to sign this? Or can I take a picture? Which we're happy to do. And I did that. Uh, people would come by the booth when we were there and just sort of like a line would form. Uh, our booth was in a really nice spot. Thank you again. Um, and, uh, the, uh, when we did our actual signing, just all the people who had nice and wonderful things to say, it was my, it was a, I described it on, on Mastodon as a, a heart filling experience. Um, that tweet, that post didn't cross post to Twitter. Like my other posts do. I wonder if it's cause I use the word Mastodon mm. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, uh, I, it was a, it was a wonderful, wonderful time to meet all the, all of you. We're listening, and uh, uh, if you weren't able to make it, I hope you can come to another thing that we do in the future because it was it was really really nice. I do have a question for you guys, though. Is yeah. that did anyone ever interrupt one of your games to get a signature? Yes. Yeah. Multiple I'm times. I'm sorry to yeah. hear that. Okay. No, that's, no, fine. that's okay. I, did, right? I, I told lots of people at the booth. I'm like, I, without prompting from you, but I told people at the booth. I'm like, if you want to see them, they're over in the event areas. Like you can go find them at there. Uh, wait until they're done their game and then ask them to sign stuff. They'll be more than happy to do that. Actually, I will, I will correct that. Uh, nobody at actually ever interrupted a game for me. Right. Uh, I got, uh, I got during like, um, maybe during deck build, certainly sitting down uh, before a game, after a game, sideboarding, walking uh, be- to the event between rounds, uh, but I didn't actually ever have anyone interrupt like mid game. I, I had a couple of mid game interruptions oh. during the unknown event. And I just said, I'm the, the only time I allowed it is because I hadn't yet even played my first card. Oh. But I was like, I am in the middle of a game. Please wait, watch the game. If you want to, yeah. I, I, I am playing right now. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fair. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I, 
you know, props for asking, but like if I'm actively playing magic, I I will I would love to talk to you as soon as I'm done, but I'm in the middle of a game, so I find it uh disrespectful to my opponent to interrupt what I'm doing. Especially yeah. because the opponent doesn't always know what's yeah. going on. Like they very don't. often. I would let's, say let's and, assume they don't know. Yeah, yeah it's assume. it's gotten more and more uh with people knowing knowing who we are, which is nice. Uh generally speaking, whoever I'm playing with will know and sometimes they'll say it beforehand sometimes they'll keep they'll keep it very cool and i'll have yeah. no idea until after the game they'll be like hey thank you for the games could you please sign this like yeah. you know i won't know until after <laughs> um but sometimes you know you're sitting down the round's about to start someone's like hey i'm sorry real quick before you start can you sign this and i'll be like yeah, absolutely sure and, you know and do that because like we're still shuffling up and it's that's totally fine and then you know be like thank you i really love your stuff all right you know, like have a great rest of your weekend and I'll walk away and my opponent will be sitting there sort of shuffling and be like, all right, so what was that? Who What's are you? What's that all about? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's you know. nothing. I was just in the top eight the last three tournaments, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to go first? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so generally, uh, but even in those situations, generally one of the four people in the two matches on either side will weigh in and be like, oh, this is Graham from Loading Ready Run or, you know, whatever, but you know, it's. I think it's. It. You're not obliged to know who we are. No. But I think it's. I. You know. I enjoy when someone's like, "What's uh, what's good? You uh, you uh, YouTube or something or what's what's up with that?" And I'm like, I, I will happily explain. Yeah. See, that's right. exciting at the booth too because if people are there and they have no idea, because uh, my line is always like, "Are you familiar with our particular brand of bullshit?" And they're like, "What? Sorry, huh?" <laughs> and then I fill them in on who we are if they don't get it. Um, and don't say that to kids, obviously, or, obviously, you know, yeah. or at least if the parents are around, I don't, uh, but the, um, but what that'll usually do, like if somebody comes to the booth and they're like, well, other people are looking and they don't really know what's going on. You have three people show up to the booth and be like, can you sign this? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then I'll sign stuff. And at that point, people who weren't customers are now like, oh, aren't you a special little boy? What's, what's this <laughs> all about? And they want to know why they people are so excited. Yeah, because they're like, I don't know what's happening, but I need to talk to this guy. Why is Beej a shiny penny? <laughs> yeah. Did I have, to, I have to ask Beej, was there ever consideration for you to not wear the Beej convention outfit? Oh, absolutely not. No, I didn't think was, so. I bought a bigger bag so I'd have more space to carry it. <laughs> It was, you know what? It was a big nature is healing moment to see to see you on the Friday morning uh, yeah. wearing that. It was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. I mean, not for James, because when I came down, he's like, ah, oh, shit, I thought the pandemic would have killed that. And I'm like, no, <laughs> mm -mm. it's only going to get more powerful, man. Yeah. If anyone doesn't know, the outfit in question involves a Canada flag top hat and then some kind of like. Incredible. It's a Japanese happy, which okay, has Matsuri Japanese on the Japanese back. Hoppy. All yeah. right, yeah, it's very loud colors yeah. though. It's and like then a I have bright custom, blue with a bottom red. Yeah. yeah, and then I have custom uh, uh, Canadian maple leaf hakama that Heather made for me uh, a few years ago, and I've been wearing. I've been wearing this. Is, that's my second pair, and so I've been wearing this outfit since I was in my twenties. And I'm like, I think that's my Dorian Gray. Is that I'm like, as long as I continue to wear these things, my face will never age, and I will look <laughs> the same forever. Also, you're hard to miss. That's true. Yeah, the whole point of the outfit was always just so that you can find me in a crowd. But it also mm. helps then with the booth. Because I, literally, I was sitting down. Somebody came to the booth. They were looking at all the stuff. And really, they were just looking at all the stuff. And not really interested, not really whatever. And they kind of asked a question without looking at me. They asked, like, how much are the sleeves or whatever? I said, the sleeves are 20 bucks. And, you know, we also have them in a play mat and whatever. And the guy, like, turns to look at me. He's like, okay, that's good. Oh, Jesus, it's Beach. Like, they had no idea. And I'm like, I shouldn't be sitting because then you can't see the whole outfit. But they were caught genuinely off guard. It was great. Incredible. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. Mm. That's so much fun. What was, uh, um, I mean, I guess... Broadly speaking, the, the the booth was what you did. Yeah. Um, I was so I guess uh Nelly, what was what's what was like your standout thing? I mean for both of you as well, Beach. What was you know, both of you, what was like your standout thing of the weekend? Nelly, uh, if you got one, go first. Yeah, I really liked getting to play Canadian Highlander with people. Oh yeah. Um so I yeah, I wish I had, had more time or organizational skills to do that, but uh I I found Angel uh at the end of I think the first day on Friday and we played Angel a bunch was of games. there? Oh, you didn't get to see Angel? Yeah, she Not brought cookies. Once. Oh, yeah. You two oh. were busy. Like, you're, yeah. you're, 
schedule was perhaps the densest. Mm -hmm. Um, I was almost as busy for like the first two days, but then Sunday I got to just like hang out more and just spend a bunch of time at the booth and chatting with people and signing mats like before we, we all had to be there. Uh, but then I also got to play a bunch of other people at Canadian Highlander. And I also got to see, um, some cosplayer friends. Um, so that was great. And yeah, that's, that's it for me. I will say too, I had a low light where I lost my favorite water bottle and there was this, this bizarre saga of like Friday night, I leave it at a commander table and then like run off to go to the the party or whatever, meet up with friends and then realize I've lost it. Then then find the the people that I was playing commander with the day before because they like said hi to me and they were like, was this yours? We turned it in at the desk and then apparently like from the desk, it moved to a bunch of other desks and I went to all the desks multiple times and at one point on Sunday, a security guard working for the venue was like, is it one of these and rolls out a tray of like 15 water bottles and i'm like nope (laughs) so yeah anyways but it was such a joy to play kane Highlander and and of course my like unknown and and sealed or uh draft matches too were good yeah the unknown event was fun they did two of them uh and they uh they put each of they put three of us in each of them so yeah our saturday as you mentioned nelly was uh they put uh you and myself and kathleen in the saturday one uh which meant that our sunday was a little bit more free i did manage to to sneak in a mystery booster draft so i did because my friday was just a write-off and then saturday was back-to-back events it was time at the booth mystery booster draft and the loading ready run chaos and then the gavin's event the gavin's event started at six and i finished my last match at five after ten <laughs> uh and then sunday was a little bit more a little bit more chill yeah but uh yeah oh, and then we did there was the there was the um the Black Lotus party on Friday, which was very nice. And they showed off some, uh, they previewed some Lord of the Rings cards. Uh, the, that, that halfling is bananas. That, um, new, new mana dork just dropped. Yeah. The mana dork is wild. It's just a single green mana for a one, two taps for colorless or taps for one mana of any color, but you can only use it to cast legendary spells. But if you do, it can't be countered. And it's like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> this is roller coaster of... Of where's the downside? Yeah. It's like downside, upside, downside, upside. It's very good. Uh, yeah. Uh, that was fun. They did it through the form of a trivia game mm-hmm. uh, with Matt Tabak, who's a delight. Very funny man. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just great meeting people and hanging out and seeing all the stuff. And uh, yeah, I had a, I had a blast. I mean, it's, I, I don't think I could say that anything was my highlight that isn't game nights live. Cause that was mm. an unreal experience. Um, but uh, the, the whole show was just great getting mm-hmm. to see people and uh, sign things and take pictures and stuff. And I think one a- of, one of mine was giving away stuff. Oh, giving away stuff was fun too. Cause they gave us a bunch of sealed product to give away. And so we got to be like, I'm paying out. Yeah. Like we like we were giving out like secret layers and commander decks, not just collector boosters. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. very cool to some people came by the booth and they were like, We met through watching your content and now we're engaged. And it was like, Oh, that's amazing. Have a secret layer. Yeah. Yes. Here's a wedding present. Yeah. It was so cool. I this, got to you ain't special. Yeah. My... It's like dozens of you. <laughs> I had I had a great time doing Game Nights Live. I had a really good time doing the Chaos and Unknown events. Uh, shout out to the kid who was sitting across from me uh, who was doing his first ever sealed ever at the wow. Unknown event. As in, like, how many cards do I put in? What if I don't open enough land? Right? No, you can add as much land as you want. You probably you want to run 23 cards. You want probably 16 or 17 creatures, right? He had swords, so you know he needs something to wield. And that that was that was. I hope that kid did good. Uh, uh, Michelle Rapp and I ended up helping him with deck building advice. I spent so long helping him. I was like, oh no, how do I make cuts? And then just some other guy who came by named Alec was like, oh wow, yeah, this pool is hard. Hmm, maybe that, maybe that was just like bouncing ideas off me and was like unsolicited advice, but very much appreciated of just like, oh, I see, yeah, right. Like, I, I ran into him later when he asked for a signature and he said, if Kathleen's pool is bad, I'm sorry. Cause I helped build it. Oh no, my pool. It, I crushed. It was great. I yeah. crushed. I went two no two two Oh, and then dropped because I was hungry and needed to get food. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause it was late. Cause it took me a really long time to get out of deck building. Cause of helping somebody else. Uh, and then I played 
uh, the second round of Unknown, I played against an opponent who just happened to finish at the same time. He was like, oh, can I play you, Kathleen? And I was like, absolutely. He was 18. He was very young. And it was like three rounds. His deck was full of bombs. My deck was full of bombs. It was very tight, sweaty, good magic. So it was a very fun event to play. Um, but uh, And then Sunday, I really enjoyed going to the diversity and mental health panels. And mm -hmm. that was fun. Uh, and uh, just playing games whenever I could and being at the booth and saying hi to people. I was, I always felt bad leaving the booth though. Cause like I went to go get water and like a line would build up. So I have to like, I'm back. I'm sorry. Right. You got to harden your heart with some of that stuff too. Right. Cause like, if you have things you have to do, it's like, I'm sorry guys. I wasn't supposed to be here. I'll see you in a bit. You know, I, I did say I, cause I, I got stopped a couple of times when I was like trying to go places. Like when I was outside or like on the hotel and stuff like, like in my hotel. And I was like, I'm really sorry. I'm on my way somewhere and I will, I am at the convention and I have a booth and please see me there, but I cannot stop now. We did. There was a lineup building. There was a line building up on Saturday morning before we had to leave for the chaos event. And James was like, Oh no, this is, we got to cut the line off. So I went to the guy at the back of the line and I was like, all right, you got to help me out here. This is your job to be the bad guy. Now you yeah. got to tell anyone that lines up behind you that we can't, we can't do it right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, and he did because several people tried to line up and he was very polite and told people, sorry, this is the end of the line. This is the cutoff. They got to go do this thing. They have a signing on, you know, they have a, they have a signing on Sunday. Uh, and at the end, I was like, awesome. Thank you for being the, the bad guy. I have a secret lair. <laughs> so it, was, it, it all worked out. Shout out to that guy. Yeah. 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 Everybody we met was so kind and nice and friendly. And it was so nice to meet people. And everybody in Minnesota we met, like not just the convention too. It's like Minnesota nice, which yeah. I thought was a euphemism for being fake nice, but it might actually be a euphemism for being real nice. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was Iowa nice, which is uh, not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, apparently Minnesota nice is just being nice. Oh, it's funny. Anyhow, it was real. It was very good. I really enjoyed meeting people and talking to them, and 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 it was very uh, humbling and and gratifying to know that people wanted to share their time with us. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And the food was nice. I never had a Juicy Lucy, but the food was nice. I did. How was it? It was a burger. Did it blow up at you? No, because I the guy told us we went to Hell's Kitchen um, and ordered the Juicy Lucifer. And uh, they the all Juicy have... Juicy Lucifer? They, all have, they should have called it that. That would have been really good. And he's like, don't bite into it. Like, do not pick it up right now. Like, okay. He's like, it will go off. Okay. <laughs> It will detonate. <laughs> and so he was like, he was like, you want to let it sit for a minute so it cools a bit? That'll be fine. Don't worry. It'll stay molten. I'm like, I'm not worried about whatever. And he's like, but when you do, don't squeeze it. I'm like, okay, how am I supposed to, I guess, just kind of gently grip it in my hands. And so I, I cheated. What I did is I took my fork and aiming out towards uh, other tables, I... <laughs> I poked it to kind of let the, the the pressure out. And so then when I picked it up and I ate it, um, I did squeeze it accidentally once and did get like, but it was after it was taking it away from my mouth. And I saw just a big vroom of like cheese come flowing out. And I was oh. like, right. So I'm glad I didn't do that near my mouth. So that was excellent. <laughs> we On the Thursday, Greg Collins, who's like the senior producer for the Pro Tour, was telling us about he, he had one and did not get that preamble warning oh. uh, and yeah. exploded hot cheese all over himself and someone else at his table and he was describing this and i was like so a juicy lucy is just a a, a pressure vessel made of beef yeah it's and an he's like burger. he's like yeah I'm like, sounds dangerous he's like just like hit it with a toothpick or something before you eat it to release pressure yeah i don't understand why they don't do that like come to the table and be like know. you can set it off anytime you want and i was like i would like to do it now like you know when would you like to detonate your burger sir <laughs> And you'd be served with a little spear, right? Yeah. I, and people talk about how good it is, but it's like, it is a burger. It's a really good burger, but it, and they make them everywhere. So it could be a good burger or a shitty burger, but it's like, it's a burger. Yeah. I, so I will say on Thursday night, we had done the dress rehearsals for game nights and stuff. And we're sitting in sort of the, uh, like me and a bunch of the other game nights crew were like watching Graham's group go out and do their rehearsals. And they're talking about where to eat. And they're like, oh, there's a sushi restaurant just around here. We could train go train sushi. Yeah, sushi train. And we could go to sushi train. And I sort of look at them and I'm like, you want to eat raw fish in Minnesota the night before a big show where it's real important everybody's at their best. And they went, right, let's get burritos. Mm. <laughs> 
But then we went to Sushi Train because I had a very tight turnover. And it's the kind of restaurant where you don't have to wait for anything to be cooked. You can just start eating immediately as soon as you're seated. And I should not have doubted the Minnesota fish. It was really good, honestly. It was yes. as it was the same level of quality as of trained sushi restaurants I've eaten at in, in Washington State. It wasn't Which the is- best sushi, but it was fine. It was there. It was there and it was fast. Yeah. So, yeah, MagicCon. It was a great time. It was great. Uh, thanks to everyone at uh, Wizards um, who uh, was involved in getting us out there. Uh, Toby and Anthony and uh, Greg and all them folks. And uh, also thanks to, uh, for us at least, thanks to everybody from the Command Zone for the Game Nights Live because it was a blast. Uh, most importantly, everybody who uh, came by and said said hi because that was it was a really, uh, yeah, it was a heartwarming weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, can I? And I want to thank the people from Read Pop uh, yeah. as well who helped with that. That you guys did a great job with this con, and again, the people from Fern who helped us get our stuff home. She was very friendly and patient. <laughs> she was. I'll thank all the hardworking uh, admin staff, all the judges. Oh my the god, the judges! The yes, judges. Yeah, really appreciate it. The yeah. true heroes of this weekend for probably most of the con attendees, the judges, and stuff like that, making sure things ran smoothly. Yeah. So yeah. There's MagicCon. Uh, we don't know if we're going to be able to see anybody at MagicCon Barcelona, but uh, hopefully at least Vegas. Um, so that'll be some time from now. But uh, yeah, um, the nicknames website is uh, something's happening to it. It is switching to voting mode, I believe, is what I was told to say. I can't find the message from James. Yes, it's switching to voting mode. Thank Perfect. you, Paul. Uh, so vote, mom. So go vote for your favorite mom nicknames for the nicknames episode. So that because that's coming up, and uh, that's going to do it. I think for this episode. So until next time, a reminder, of course, that uh, Tap Tapping Seas is brought to you by Card Kingdom. Check out cardkingdom.com/lrr, uh, and of course, the show and everything we do is brought to you by you and your kind support of our Patreon at patreon.com/loadingreadyrun. Until next time, I've been Graham with Kathleen. Hi. And Nelson. Thanks for listening. And Beej. I believe this will be the last time I'll be on. <laughs> and uh, Paul has been here on tech. And Heather gets these online. Thank you all so much for watching and listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.